Hello, and welcome to sharing real hope. My name is Mike Hall. For those of us who are Christ followers, the Christmas season, that special time that comes once per year, is indeed a very special time. In spite of all the consumerism, in spite of the stress that surrounds it, and uh, for some, the loneliness and the heightened sense of loss with a loved one recently passed, in spite of all of that, if we are followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, we realize that it is a very significant time of year. And we also realize that it's, that it's more than just about the birth of a cute baby boy. We see all those uh, pictures on Christmas cards and in movies, etc., and, and it evokes wonderful feelings, but we have to get past that alone and see that there is a bigger story. There's this wonderful Christmas song that's becoming a classic, written by Mark Lowry and Buddy Green. Mary, did you know? Mary, did you know, says one line, when you kiss your little baby, you kiss the face of God. Think about that for a moment. When you kiss your little baby, you kiss the face of God. And that begins to say uh, what I want to talk about here today. There is a big story uh, that we should be celebrating at the Christmas season that can easily get lost in, in all of the romantic pictures or in all the consumerism and so on. We want to get at that big story. Recently, I've been teaching my three granddaughters uh, something that is very important. I've, I've taught them that the Bible, although it's 66 different books, is one book. And uh, I'll ask them, is it fiction or is it nonfiction? And they'll tell me it's nonfiction. And I'll say, what does that mean? And they'll say, that means that it's true. And it surely is. And, and we'll talk about the fact that um, there are 40 plus different human authors, but really there's only one author. And who is that author? It's God, God the Holy Spirit. And as in any good book, there is one basic theme, one basic plot in this uh, book, in this big story, and they've learned the word redemption. It's all about redemption, God redeeming us, those of us who are believers, back to Himself, the big story. Well, uh, just like the Bible from Genesis to Revelation is one big story, there is a big story inside of it uh, uh, that surrounds Christmas. And there are uh, five things that I want to briefly mention to you about this big story, just to get you thinking and to help you as you celebrate Christmas. And I hope it's more than just about wonderful family time and good eating and, uh, and uh, unwrapping gifts. All of that's great, but I hope it goes well beyond that. I hope you'll spend some time thinking about the reason for the season as the well-worn cliche goes. So there are five things that I want you to know about this big story of Christmas. First one is, this story did not begin in Bethlehem on what we know as Christmas Day. It didn't begin there. As a matter of fact, John chapter 1, the Gospel of John, verses 1 to 3, uh, gets us started on that thought. It says, in the beginning, in the beginning of time, space, matter, energy, 
In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through Him, and apart from Him, nothing came into being that has come into being. Did you get that? The Word was God. And on down further in, um, in verse number 14, it says, The Word became flesh and dwelled among us. And so obviously the word there is Jesus Christ. Jesus was in the beginning with God. Jesus uh, was God and Jesus created everything that exists. That is a strong, strong statement of deity. Jesus is the eternal God. He did not have his beginning in, in, um, at Christmas in Bethlehem. Um, and further, for, for, furthermore, uh, Ephesians chapter 1 verse 4 says this. Let me get there. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 4 says, Just as He, that He there is God the Father, just as God the Father chose us in Him, that Him is Jesus. So let me read it again. Just as God the Father chose us in Jesus before the foundation of the world, that we would be holy and blameless before Him. I hope you understand that. Before the foundation of the world, before the world was ever created, God in Jesus chose us. And so uh, this business of the story beginning in Bethlehem is not true. It began in eternity past, um, and it was God's plan from before the very creation, creation of the world. Well, there's a second thing as, we, as we're moving on here quickly, uh, and it is this. There is one big idea in this story. Now, I, I believe I've mentioned that already, but I want to just dig into it for a moment. In Mark chapter 10, verse 45, Jesus said He didn't come to be served, but to serve and to give His life a ransom for many. That word ransom there uh, strikes me. Jesus, the big idea in this story is Jesus came to redeem. Jesus came to be the ransom for us. Jesus came to be the substitution for us and to, and to, to die for us. That is the big idea in this story. And number three, there is a major crisis among us calling for a rescue and a rescuer. Luke chapter 19, verse 10, Jesus said, I came to seek and to save those that are lost. Who's lost? Well, Paul tells us in Romans chapter 3 that there's none righteous, no, not one. Uh, he says there in verse 23, all have sinned and fallen short of the mark of God's glory. All of us. We're all lost. We're all in trouble. We all need rescuing. And so this, uh, this story uh, of Christmas is all about rescue, about Jesus coming, uh, born to live a righteous and holy and perfect life, born to die for sinners such as you and I so that we can have a way back to God. That's the heart of the Christmas story. Um, somebody has said that, uh, that the real story of Christmas is Easter. Easter because uh, uh, Easter is all about Jesus raising from the dead and because He lives, we too can live. It's about Jesus coming to raise dead, spiritually dead, separated people back to spiritual life as well as uh, physically raise us from the dead. 
Well, there is a fourth thing about this story that I want you to know, and it is this. The hero, the hero of the story paid a big price. The hero of this story, the rescuer, is that baby that we find lying in a manger on Christmas Day. Uh, that uh, baby was and is Almighty God. And that baby uh, also became uh, completely and, and truly through and through very human. And so uh, he was both completely human and completely divine, completely deity, completely God. And he came here to do what I talked about a few moments ago, live a righteous life, do what no one else could do, live a sinless life. No one, no one in the history of the world has ever been able to attain to that other than the Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, at the end of that sinless life, the scriptures tell us that he became sin for, for us. Um, but listen to the price that he paid. It starts... In, in Philippians chapter 2, verses 5 and following, where we're told to have the same attitude in ourselves as Christ, who although he was in the very form of God, in other words, God of very God, did not regard equality with God something to be grasped or held onto, but emptied himself and he became a human. The incarnation was great sacrifice. What a price. Can you imagine becoming, uh, from going from being human to being a lowly ant? so that you could live among the ants and interact with them. What a big step down. Well, that is, there's no comparison between that and the step down that Jesus, who is almighty, infinite, omnipresent, omniscient, uh, omnipotent God, and He chose to limit Himself in a human body for us to come way down. He condescended way down to us. What a price He paid. But not only that, He paid the, the price of suffering for our sin, bearing our sin, taking on sin. Oh my goodness, as if He had committed it, although He did not. And paying for that sin in a death that is almost indescribable, not only physically, but, but spiritually, what he suffered there for us, the hero of the story, paid a big, big price. Well, uh, the Bible says in Romans 5, 8, God uh, manifested, showed his love toward us in that while we were sinners, Christ died for us. 2 Corinthians 5, 21 says that he, God, made him Jesus uh, to become sin for us that we might be made righteousness in him. The great exchange that's what Christmas is all about. But then there's a fifth thing, and I love this one. Here it is. As far as this Christmas story is concerned, there is a happily ever after ending. There is. Philippians chapter 1, verse 6, the Apostle Paul declared this. Uh, he, he said that he was confident of this very thing, that he, God, who began a good work in you, will complete it, finish it to the day of Christ, to the very day when we are face to face with Christ. The happy ending is when we turn our lives over to Jesus Christ, when we in faith turn from our sin and turn from our, our own wicked ways and turn to trust in Him, to believe in Him and receive Him, begin to follow Him. We're forgiven of our sins and declared righteous and He begins a work in us. We are saved, we are being saved, and we will be saved. Those, Paul said, whom He justified, He also glorified. That's in the past tense. 
And I haven't been glorified yet, but in God's mind I am. It is a done deal. He who began a good work in me will complete it. That's a happy ending. John chapter 14, verse 3, Jesus says, I'm going to prepare a place for you that where I am, there you may be also. That means that I am going to be in the very presence of Almighty God for the rest of eternity. I'm going to go to be with Jesus. Jesus promised it. You're talking about a happily ever after. Uh, This is the only story that has an ending like that, a happily ever after. And that's what Christmas ultimately is all about. It's about Eden restored. The Garden of Eden, we were kicked out when Adam and Eve sinned, but I'm going to tell you, it's going to be restored. There will be a renewal, a restoration, a new earth and a new heaven, and heaven will come down to this earth, and there will be an eternity in the very presence of Almighty God. That is the story of Christmas. I hope that these five things have uh, got you to thinking and will uh, renew your celebration uh, and focus your celebration of Christmas when it rolls around, that you'll see it as more than just a cute little baby boy in a manger, but it's all about all of these things. As you celebrate Christmas, I would encourage you to keep the big story in mind. Well, until the next time, God bless. Thank you for listening to this edition of Sharing Real Hope. We hope that you were encouraged in your walk with Christ by what you heard. Please take a moment to email us with your questions, prayer requests, and comments. Our email address is sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Again, that's sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Or you can visit our website at sharingrealhope.org. Until next time, keep living in and sharing real hope.